episode 19, season 3 of the On This Surface On The Air. This is Novin Hollerback, and on today's episode, we continue with Russia and Ukraine. And then, Project Veritas barricades what has been going on between them and the New York Times, and a lot of it is not pretty. Some of it has to do with January 6th. We'll have the details on this. And who is funding the environmentalists? Could it be Russia and China doing this? CNN is burning down. Why are we talking about Kanye again? Plus, you news you miss, James Webb updates, and a whole lot more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Surf. This is Nova the Hollerback. That's Hollerback. We're in episode 19 of season three. We are going to go through what has happened with the recent developments concerning with Ukraine and Russia that happened all through this week. Biden will speak with Chinese President Xi. He has already spoken to him. And in that two hour conference, they said there were substantial discussions concerning both the prime, the premier and Biden. The administration of Biden and his people have reportedly hardened its stance towards China ahead of that particular call. The deputy prime minister of Ukraine said nine humanitarian corridors have been agreed for Friday. That's this, but when this recording is taking place. President, Ukrainian presidential aide Savokla says talks with Russia are progressing, but only slowly, while not negotiating an inch of Ukrainian territory. Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov said Russia's goal is to remove threats to Russia on Ukrainian soil. Any weapons cargo to Ukraine is considered fair game to Russia. A number of countries, including China, India, Brazil, and Mexico, will not dance to the tune of the United States, said Sky News Arabia. Russian Kremlin says that the Russian delegation in peace corps has expressed a readiness to work faster, but the Ukrainian delegation has not shown similar readiness. Negotiations still continue. Putin and Macron will also speak as of this recording on Friday. This Friday. An Australian government has placed sanctions on the Russian National Wealth Fund and Ministry of Finance. Australia has added new sanctions were imposed on 11 banks and individuals, and a majority of Russian banking assets are now covered by sanctions along with all entities that handle Russia sovereign debt. Japan has also imposed new sanctions against 15 Russian individuals and nine Russian groups, which the targets of the new assets-free sanctions included defense officials and two lawmakers. S&P lowered Russia's credit rating from CCC to CC remains on watch negative, citing high vulnerability to non-debt payments. 
Russian sovereign euro bank coupon euro bond coupon payments due on Wednesday have been executed, according to Reuters sources. Subsequently, Russian finance ministry said it has met obligations of paying coupons on euro bonds due. Citibank has received the USD seven one hundred million dollars. I don't know what that means. Senior UN EU officials have increasingly dire assessment on likely trajectory of Russia's war of aggression over Ukraine over the next few weeks, according to Eurasia's Rockman. The threshold for energy import bans by the EU is very high. Ukraine Foreign Minister Kuba spoke with EU Foreign Affairs Representative Borrell about preparing a fifth sanction package on Russia. White House warned Russia could use unsupported claims of biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine as a cover to escalating the war, according to Axios. The Pentagon and U.S. intelligence provided to Ukraine is making a difference against Russia, according to Sputnik. UK Ministry of Defense said logistical problems continue to beset Russia's faltering invasion of the Ukraine. U.S. National Guard denied Russian state media claims that Tennessee National Guard members were killed in Ukraine and said the report is patently false. Russia has sent up a no-fly zone over the Donbass region in Ukraine if signing an et via Ifix signing a Donbass separate official. Russian ministry, Defense Ministry said Russian-backed separatists along with Ukraine, Russian assistance are tightening the news about Mariupol finding ongoing in the city center via Reuters Sirenria. Chinese aircraft carrier sailed through the Taiwanese Strait on Friday, according to Reuters sources. Shangong carrier, which was shadowed by a U.S. destroyer. The timing of the Shangong's movements being so close to the U.S.-China president's call was described as a provocative by the source. Global Times, signing the official rights, China will never accept U.S. France coercion will urge the U.S. to fulfill Biden's commitment from not seeking a new Cold War, changes in China's system, and a stronger alliance against said China. And that is the news concerning those particular issues in Ukraine. I'm going to play a series of videos because we are going to discuss certain things that have happened over the last several days, which pretty much has put the New York Times and possibly the FBI in a gigantic bind. And I do mean gigantic bind. One of the tapes, this is all from Project Veritas. One of the tapes is the FBI raiding the offices. But before we even get to that, before we even get there, we have to go to the first video, which is from the New York Times National Security Correspondent Matthew Rosenberg who has been at times been at MSNBC, NBC News, CBS, and all the rest of it. Let us play this tape. 
It is quite interesting, to say the least. Matthew Rosenberg is a Pulitzer Prize-winning national security correspondent for the New York Times. In multiple meetings with one of our undercover journalists, Rosenberg reveals a lot about the inner workings and inner turmoil at the Times. For starters, he doesn't hesitate to undermine his own paper's coverage of the events that took place in our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, and chides corporate media's reaction, or in his own words, overreaction. Like, I think you can tell how much fun we had in January. Oh, that's great. Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I know. I know. So, so if you're traumatized, but like, all the colleagues who are in the middle of 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 the Trouble. 
You're often talking to former people, so talking to people who are still here. You're also talking to people who are recently left. Yeah. We're still talking to people on the inside. People are going to take it out. Well, when you talk to um, people who got arrested in their families, uh, or their neighbors? It's just neighbors and stuff. Families usually don't want to talk for good reason. Have you guys talked to anybody about living with them? Yeah, although most of them are no lawyers who've told them about them. Talk to us. Like if, Why? If you're facing serious criminal charges, you probably will have to just talk to a journalist. Unless there's like a very specific reason that you need, like, that something good will come of it, like, there's no way you should talk to me. No good's gonna come of it. Why not? Anything you say is gonna end up in court. And you just don't want to be addressed in I would not. Rosenberg is right. What good can come from speaking to a journalist who privately describes the events on January 6th as not a big deal, yet spins something entirely different for the world to read in his newspaper? Project Veritas has received letters from those incarcerated for being present that day. Voices that remain unheard describe a total lack of due process, spurred by the reactions, or in Rosenberg's words, overreaction of how those events were portrayed around the world by the media. Oh, we're not done. There's a part two to this. That's right, folks. There's a part two. Let's go to part two before we get to the articles and then we get to the situation that was just issued out with the FBI and that particular tape. And then we come back to the, re the original reason while we're playing this. It was great about CIA and NSA, about Trump, about the ridiculous, like, P-Pape, which of course doesn't exist. You know, whenever there's an election or newsroom, whenever black staffers, Dean's equal to like, yo, I work in newsroom, all these my news. So like fact now, I think there's like a real internal tug of war between like the reasonable people and some of the crazier lefty sh** that's worked its way in there in the ways that we're deeply unhappy about. How does that influence you guys looking at your Once again, Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times journalist Matthew Rosenberg describes to our undercover journalist how he would create ridiculous stories with government officials no less that go on to generate national coverage and outrage rest of the media. We do not reveal sources. <laughs> well, this one I gotta be very careful with. Oh, fair. It's about CIA and NSA, about Trump, and about the ridiculous, like, P-Pape, which of course doesn't exist. Maybe it does. I mean, nobody's ever gonna see it if it does. But they involve people claiming they had it, which of course they didn't. Right. It's great. Writing a story about a claim that Rosenberg knew was false. Ironically, He's not all that impressed with the writing talent of his colleagues, including Adam Goldman. Do they not know what, like, the story is? That's the problem, is that, like, they're not clear what they think they're so, like, How are they working for the New York Times, then? They'd be amazed. What do you mean? Some people who can't write very well. Like who? My colleagues. Like, oh, who? So, who I know Goldman, not to write? Goldman's terrible. No, he's a really good reporter, and editors do whatever writing for him. He's a terrible writer. More than value, more than makes up for it with his reporting skills, which are amazing. Right, but he sucks at writing. Why? He's not good at conceptualizing things. He's not good with words. It's, 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 
the skill. It's a hard craft. As if week writing within the New York Times top reporters wasn't enough, Rosenberg shockingly comments on our very defamation lawsuit against the New York Times, the one where we got past motion to dismiss in New York State, and the reason why opinion can influence their news telling. My friend was saying, um, that you guys are, you know, in a lawsuit with, like, like James sensationalism to an inner ideological divide that seems to be growing within the New York Times itself, a trend that is testing and may even be driving away the longtime figureheads of the newspaper. Why is Dean leaving? She's tired of this Small, 
had a privilege. I this is one of the social media people think of it. It's like personalities that would have been considered toxic in the first place, that would have been shunned, kind of get elevated by social media beings. You lose the context of what they've done. You know, if somebody's behaving the way they behave on Twitter in, a, in an office with 40 people, you get a hallelujah for a share in the office. So you see a lot of that. It's taken a long time to kind of like sift through it. You know, there are good faith talk with sexism, whatever. But the bad faith stuff can be really hard to sort out in that situation. The bad faith stuff can be really hard to sort out in that situation. And I think for a while there was a real kind of like, you know, Let's let's avoid the fight on this. You know, just give it a little bit. Yeah. You just have to keep giving in and giving and giving This leads into something that really, really just shock a lot of people. This is what happened. But before we get to there, this is what happened here. The New York Times confirms the legitimacy of the Hutton Biden laptop. On Wednesday, the New York Times admitted in a new report that the infinite laptop allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden was his personal device. The New York Post, which first broke the controversial laptop story in October of 2020, reports that the admission from the Times was a part of a larger comprehensive report on the ongoing investigations into the tax filings of Hunter Biden. In the report, the Times acknowledged that a lengthy email exchange between Hunter Biden and his former business partner, Devlin Arker, which was obtained by the Times, appeared to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. Those email exchanges are currently being reviewed by federal investigators in the ongoing probe. The Post first reported the laptop less than a month before the 2020 presidential elections, in which Hunter's father, former Vice President Joe Biden, was the Democratic nominee against President Donald Trump. The laptop contained a trove of emails, pictures, text messages, and other files of Hunter Biden, ranging from personal family matters to business negotiations and financial documents. Most infamously, the laptop's hard drive contains numerous photos and videos of Hunter and his whip prostitutes and actively taking hard drugs, as well as Hunter admitting that his numerous former business dealings in China, Ukraine, and elsewhere. In the most prominent example of overseas affairs, Hunter has served on the board of Ukrainian energy company Copen Rizma Holdings. And if we just talk about this last week, Despite having no experience in the energy sector whatsoever, Archer, who was convicted of an unrelated fraud charge last month, served Biden under the reasonable board and has since agreed to cooperate with the federal investigators under tax probe. When then Ukraine's prosecutor, General Sorokin, announced his intentions to investigate police law for corruption, then Vice President Joe Biden called the President of Ukraine at the time, Petro Peter Petrosenko, and threatened to withheld one billion in U.S. American aid to Ukraine unless Shokin was fired. And the investigation was dropped. Petrosenko ultimately relented, and Shokin was fired. Biden even boasted about the incident during the panel several years later. 
which was caught on camera. When Donald Trump, when Donald Trump attempted to have this matter investigated for possible corruption from the former vice president, Democrats in the U.S. Congress retaliated by impeaching him the second time. The ongoing federal probe started with a focus on Hunter's taxes, including how allegedly he allegedly paid off a tax liability over $1 million in just one year after he admitted being under investigation by the IRS for defrauding the agency. However, the scope of the investigation expanded to 2000, in 2018 to include any instances of his international business deals possibly influencing or being influenced by his father's political career. Now, I am going to play the next tape. This tape is shocking. This is the next tape. It says video of unconstitutional FBI raid on Project Veritas journalist home. I'm going to start the tape. I'm sorry, so what is this regarding? What you're about to see is very disturbing. Hidden camera footage capturing the moments the FBI raided the home of a Project Veritas journalist last November. When we will have that particular tape that uh, that Veritas will there will have that on beyond this earth. That's not the issue. That that it has to deal with the tape which the 
which is connected to the laptop, which is connected to the suits to this particular thing as well, which leads into this article stating this. Federal prosecutors last week scored a big victory after Washington, D.C. jury took less than three hours to find Kyle Radcliffe guilty on all counts. Now, the Justice Department winning streak may be short-lived, however. Prosecutors will have a tougher task for Corey Grofman, the Cowboys for Trump leader arrested on his minor and inconvenient and in nonviolent involvement in the Capitol protest on the 6th of January. Griffin was a subject of his first article. This is from American Greatness from Julie Kelly. A year ago on the Justice Department's abusive prosecution of the January 6th protesters in which coincidentally he asked the she asked the question, where is the outrage over America's political prisoners? As official Washington was in intensity over Russian over a Russian president Vladimir Putin's imprisonment of his star of this country star dissident. Now, he she continues here. A federal magistrate judge agreed, calling the nation's capital a war zone on January 6th. Um, hold on. This is something that said here. Um, the no 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 no. This is well. This is the main argument that they're trying to state here, and I'm trying to make this clear. The whereabouts of both Kamala Harris and Mike Pence are the basis of thousands of criminal charges related to January 6th, according to the charge that the two charges against Griffin. As the Secretary of the uh, Secret Service Protector Protectorees, the Justice Department alleges that under U.S. Code, Section 1752, their presence inside the Capitol during the four-hour disturbance rendered the building and surrounding grounds a restricted area for close to the public. Nearly Every one of those 800 Americans charged in the Capitol breach country faces at least one of these counts from that section of the code. But the Justice Department was recently forced to admit that Harris was not in the building for most of the day. Harris, who was still a member of the U.S. Senate, had in fact left the Capitol in the late morning and explicitly went to the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. The same building where a pipe bomb was allegedly planted the night before. Prosecutors have began to amending language in court filing to reflect that Harris was not inside the Capitol building, despite making the insertion that a thousand of charging documents. Only one district court judge has abraded the Justice Department for its insidious lie about Harris. Judge Trevor McFadden said last month that prosecutors told in a separate case that the government had a big problem with misleading a grand jury over a year as to Harris whereabouts and that the falsehood undermined any confidence that the court can have in the government's representation. Now it appears that the government may have been lying about Mr. Pence's locations on January 6th and prosecutors are desperate to conceal exactly where the vice president went after he was evacuated from the Senate chamber around 2.20 that day. Thousands of criminal complaints, grand jury indictments, and government motions, just like a Harris reference, date that Pence remained in the U.S. Capitol at the time he was evacuated from the Senate chamber until the sessions resumed. But the proof is non-existent. 
Janana and Griffin's attorneys and suggested department to produce official White House photographs of Pence and his family during the six-hour break. Prosecutors insist they don't have them. Further, in numerous cases, including Griffin's prosecutors and asking judges to prevent cross-examination of Secret Service agents who could confirm Prince did indeed remain in the building or at the Capitol grounds after the breach. As a replacement for such, the governor's father swore a statement by the U.S. Capitol officer who said he watched surveillance video that established President Vice President Prince remained in the Capitol complex throughout the breach. When Griffin's defense attorney Nicholas Smith asked the government to provide the surveillance video, prosecutors argued that releasing the video, even under a protective order, will compromise security. So, we'll get to that in the sec, the rest of the things in the second segment. We have a problem. We have a serious problem with the New York Times. We have a serious problem with the FBI concerning these two particular cases and how they're all connected. This story is not over by a long shot. And coming up in the next segment, CNN's connections and a whole lot more plus connections dealing with environmentalism, Russia and China, all that and more. Coming up next on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. here you notice that we named this show beyond this earth because we always think about things that are beyond this earth but sometimes we talked a little bit too much about the issues in the earth but what about what is going on above us our hopes and our dreams and our futures just lie 62 miles way up there we did it before 50 some years ago. And now we're in the process of doing it again. It is now time for the 22nd century. Coming soon to beyond this earth. Now return you to beyond this earth. Welcome back to beyond this earth. And I thought we were going to get through it through the second set through the first segment, but I want to discuss something concerning with Russia and China. Concerning the environmentalists. And this is from Fox News.
For years, world leaders have accused Russia of funding environmental groups in Europe. Environmental groups in Europe and steer nations away from energy independence and straighten Russia's iron grip on the continent. As nations across the globe begin shunning Russian oil in response to the invasion of Ukraine, U.S. leaders are also questioning how deep Russia's ties go to the environmental community. The Russians actually fund some of the most rabid environmental groups in Europe because they sick them on the energy projects that aren't Russian. James F. Final, Vice President of the Catherine Shebley Kuhn Institute for National Security and Volunteer Policy at the Heritage Foundation, told the digital side of Fox News in a recent phone interview. So the rush, so she also so so they told them in that particular interview that yes, the Russians are helping in this particular thing, so they will be the only ones to get the oil and the nuclear and, and most importantly, natural gas can only come from Russia. That's right. They've been funding all these so. These environmental things, you know, I keep harping on the fact on the history of Greta Thunberg and her connections and all these things with Ukraine and all the rest of it. Cause everybody plays in Odessa. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. Where did this woman come from? Oh, all the environmental groups in Europe and the United States are connected to the Russians. So Russian oil can continue to flow, whether you like it or you don't. You know who also funds the environmental groups all over the planet now? The left kept telling y'all that they split in three different places. They kept telling y'all for your book. Through their books. They keep telling y'all through their magazines. They kept telling y'all and telling y'all, you didn't listen. Now, as this conflict starts to get to a certain point, are you going to start listening? Guess who almost certainly does so as well? China. Guess why? Because that's how they can con you into economic dependence. Every firm that has something to go off patent, which like the lay like the back on, that's always, by the way, and can spend some of the amount of the environmental angle to approach it. Two examples of this from Carl Deniger. Abutoridol inhalers for asthmatics, you know, the things that, you know. The UCC fees for propellant went off patent and suddenly were repatented with so-called greener propellants at 10 times or more the price, even though that the drug had not changed and the quantity, quantity of the CFC propellant used was irrelevant to the ozone layer. And then again, sequentially with air conditioners, that's R22s and now R40. 4010A, the latter being patented in 1991. She, what a coincidence, did an R5454B was patented in 2009, giving the 17 year life cycle of the patented now. R408 is being phased out 
only under a mandatory order of the EPA. As each version has been phased out, if you need a change in your system of the older stuff, the only way you can get it is through reclaimed material and it gets extremely expensive. A cylinder of the R40, that's the Freon tank. The propellant, the Freon tank, how to get the air conditioner out is now $400. A couple of years ago, it was 125 or so. Got a 10 year old R22 system. If it leaks, it may be cheaper to replace it than recharge it. Solar? China loves y'all. In the process of making themselves as widely environmentally hostile and they don't care. Did a lithium refining to make batteries, you know, the green car and the green tire power system. Near of it is green at all. The battery packs cannot be recycled as the solar cells, especially with the exception of the glass front, are both full of toxic materials, both for the manufacturing and disposal of it. Guess who else is involved? Biden's people! Don't kid yourself. Biden's people is a master facilitator of the so as Biden's people. I don't know who he talked about in receptible. I don't want to mention that. Indeed, I think it I don't know who who he mentions as um it receptible is a master facilitator of Z, so oh 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 she's talking about Harris. Harris is a philatelator of Z, so as Biden. Indeed, the entire Democratic Party spends more time sucking off the Chinese than doing anything else for the ruination of this country and its energy and its infrastructure, never mind semiconductor manufacturing, without which you have no modern life at all. But don't think that the second cocaine Mitch is any better. His wife since 1993 has been Elaine Chow, who may I remind you was the director of the Peace Corps and directly were involved in poking Russia via its expansion in the former satellite USSR nations, including Latvia and Estonia, and then was the Secretary of Transportation under Trump. Want to talk about getting bone up the behind? You have been an R. Compliments of Environmental Whack Jaws, sponsored both by China and Russian. While you choke to death, while you can't afford your wildly inflated inhaler price anymore, damn sure you give thanks to both industry and those green screamers who killed you. If you would like to talk about actual treasonous activity aimed at the United States or even the entire Western world and its citizens, and its citizens Start with the environmental screamers led by what was a girl who was literally had no possible means of knowing she was being used in such a fashion. But today, with age and fame, that excuse has evaporated. How dare you? Communists and dictators love company. Now you know why the left was all for lockdowns, masks, and forcing you to take injections while hiding the fact that we're wildly dangerous. They never give a wild fuck about you and never will. In fact, if you die or even better, become mentally dependent on them from the nasty side effects of which you'll have a heart attack or stroke, they consider that a bonus. And speaking of that, Haley Baldwin 
is in huge trouble, especially with what is going on with these particular treatments. They're not saying it's the treatments, but a healthy 25-year-old who's ready to have children, having that type of blood clot? Come on. Come on. Seriously? Speaking of the house burning down, let's talk about CNN. Chris Cuomo is about to take down every single aspect of CNN before they get into CNN Plus. He wants his own share. Oh, what a disaster CNN has become. Pretty much stating that, look, Zucker, his boys, the, the women he was dealing with, and, and Don Lemon, they all were in it trying to help me using my brother brother was telling them all the rest of these things were going on and whatnot and all the rest of these things trying to get that thing going you know how it is it was all about that march madness back then bro back in 2020 was that march madness we were trying to get the people right we were trying to get all people right now i'm on my cash I want 200, 125 million dollars, bruh. I want it all for the bullshit that you put me through and my brother through now. Put me in that bullshit. I protected my brother. You know what it is, mate. If you remember back in the first segment, I mentioned, Rosenberg mentioned that the news media followed the New York Times. Okay. And they were getting bad information, ridiculous stories. So who was the loudest bullhorn for those stories? Loudspeaker for those stories, CNN. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. And now they're saying they did the spin move on all of us. They really did the spin move on all of us. You have have to understand something before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the issue that has shown up and shown out and show why a lot of the things that we are going through can't be dealt can't be dealt with without fundamental changes in the way that we see life. And I've seen it, and others have seen it. This is what I am trying to get a hold of, and what people need to 
have an understanding through. Your culture, as Rosenberg was talking about in those videos, the undercover videos from Veritas, is saying that there's an indoctrination. He is saying this. No one else is saying it. It's coming out from his mouth that there are indoctrinations going on in the elite structures of American society. That they only see it in a certain way. And then they get into these particular places. They may not have the same talents as those in the past. Some of the reasons that we are in the mess that we are in. Ultimately. Is that. Our society. Thinking. Believing. That it could do the bullshit. And pull out the spin move to pull out the spin move. They believe that the education industry, as it were, as it had seemed, as it was propagated, was going to continue to produce higher educated people that will be able to make the decisions that will be able to bring this country to some sort of utopia. Never going to happen that way. In fact, it's worse. Do you now begin to understand why there may be, and it's about to start, one of the biggest backlashes in history against education as a whole in the West in the next 18 months. It will be the greatest backlash you will ever see. And I do mean this. It will come from both the left, what is considered the left and the right. They will just want dumbasses. I will explain it in the dark segment when we're talking about Kanye. They don't want the highfalutin language anymore. It is all because of that. They don't want confusion. They want stability, simplicity. And all the rest of it. And all the rest of the simple stuff because our minds in this culture and in this society has gotten to the point of absolutely no return. Now, he wants to show, now I'm gonna end this with something that John Michael Greer mentioned, and it's somewhat connected to what I'm about to discuss concerning Kanye and all the rest of it here. And in his situation with his daughter and his son and with Pete Davidson and all the rest of it, right? Mr. Greer stated in a recent article concerning political economy, stated the following. Now, of course, this is Michael Greer 
John Michael Greer, excuse me. Now, of course, there are reasons for this. I am digging here to begin with of a thoughtful recent essay by Eve Enninger challenging the current popular notion of burnout. Enninger spent 20 years in an abusive religious environment and like many survivors of that kind, came out of it with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, PCPTSD. Her essay notes that many of the people she knows who complains about burnout as a result of their work experience are describing symptoms she had lived with for years. All things considered, it is not surprising that working in a modern corporate environment would have roughly the same impact as the body and the mind as belonging to a dysfunctional religious cult. There's the same interest culture of abuse and exploitation and not to mention the same perverse of gaslighting. The constant insistence that the part of the people who have power over you that the abuse and exploitation you experience aren't real. That everyone belongs to one happy team and then if you don't like what is being done to you, it is your fault and you need to improve your attitude. It makes all the sense in the world that the inmates of any such system will then end up with serious mental and physical health consequences as a result. All that deserves attention in its own right, but I want to focus here on one of the many aspects of chronic PTSD. And it just sums up the aspect memorably. My friends and colleagues started expressing a relationship to time in the future, which alarmed me. They began to speak of the future as it didn't even exist. That their imaginative powers were gone. That there were no future, only this moment. That this week, this day, game through it. We could be stuck here forever, was the vibe at large. This ship was alarming because up until that point, I was the only person that knew that constantly had related to time that way, thanks to complex PTSD. We need to consider the possibility that, in other words, that a great many people in the industrialized world of today have taken so much psychological damage from the constant maltreatment meted out to them by modern corporate culture that all they can do is to keep stumbling blindly ahead day by day. That will certainly go to a long way into explaining why our societies have been doing the same thing on a collective level, lurching forward mindlessly from one preventable disaster after another. It is because too few people have the mental resources left to do anything else. Do you know why I said that's correct? Do you watch Wheel of Fortune? Has anybody heard about the issue concerning with the three contestants missing the puzzle? Not once, not twice, not three times, five times. Still couldn't get the puzzle. It was a very simple answer. They kept missing the puzzle. With a world event crisis such as this, where they have never experienced death, where a society that kept pushing death farther and farther away, with all sorts of other things as well that were happening, do this, bass, all the rest of it, the rules they had set up there, even if it is a game. How can you miss that particular phrase when there's only three letters left? Unless 
mental capacity has been frazzled beyond all recognition. Could it be this trying of escape of dulling the minds is also a trap too? I want you to think about this real deeply because next segment, we're going to talk about what they want out of a man and what they want in this genocentric social order from us as men. We will be right back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. second <laughs> really five minutes it's not that long before we get to the end of the show and what we're going to do next week one of the things that you have to realize about this Kanye issue this all stems from how is he going to raise his own child his son's and his daughters from Mrs. Kardashian. He doesn't like TikTok. He doesn't want his child to be exposed to TikTok. We already had the issue with TikTok. I tried to steal their information to get to Kim. 
which was the original reason why he was trying to protect Kim, Kim and the daughter North in the first place. He went through all sorts of shit. You know that this man has mental issues. You know that, the, but he is trying his best to overcome all the things that he's going through in order to try and raise these children in this particular household. That is what he is trying to do and trying to focus on. That's all he's trying to do. And DL Hoogley and all the rest of them are ganging up on him because this is the perfect time to gang up on him. Pete Davidson is their boy and all the rest of it. And even him has stated that Pete Davidson has reached to a point where he is now branding Kim's name on his own person. The Independent recently had an article saying that he is the center of American culture. MMGK and others are now the center of American culture and they're doing it in the day of Women's History Month and all the rest of it. I'm gonna tell you something really fucking dark. And I think this proves more of the pratsology of Rollo Tomasi and why he says that we have to look at this hit the pressology as cold as possible and see how other men use it to their advantage and see where one has to be used to one's advantage. I stated on a forum a couple days ago. There is something that was posted many about many in that same form about the manosphere being honeypots for the left. Think of it this way. Roald Tomasi wrote some books. The Rational Man. We did reviews on them. These books and the prescriptions he had about the red pill and all the rest of it, they were only meant as a pressology. He knows that his rivals, both in a social sense and a political sense, are going to use that priceology. So they start airing day and advice on entertainment tonight before the pandemic started, which matches his priceology without giving Rolo credit. They screw with 21 convention and cause the split between Rolo and Anthony and his folks. Then those on Anthony's side turn out to be LGBT adjacent and have problems with women as a whole. Then the whole uh, sexual murder, uh, 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 serial murder thing that happened in Denver that is connected to Jack, uh, not the, uh, uh, Jack who's connected to Tim Pool and this whole particular crazy thing that is going on. Jack Abrams, I believe. All that our modern culture, the modern empire, quote unquote, no, is the same, no, that the same thing Roll knows. The modern culture empire, if you want to call it, needs an example of the pressology that works in order to promote and continue the gynocentric social order. 
So, he Davidson gets women, knows how the fuck, which gets more women to like him, which gives him the perception that he's the top dog in Hollywood at his age. MGK, despite being not so successful in music, knows how the fuck, gets more women, perception continues. The Prawl Brothers, boxers and wrestlers that look good and were famous as YouTube stars with a gigantic 10 to 20 year old audience. When you want to be where the party is and the boys are, perception, etc. Island boys, flash the cast, disrespectful as fuck, goes their own way, connections with every seaway trap music group and artist, perception, etc. What our culture is why our culture that's the cultural empire is so stupid. And it expands on how these issues with Ukraine goes and etc. Is that they didn't read the fine print. None of them do. Roll has always stated hypergamy isn't a strike jacket, which means there are women who can make the right choice. And the right choices for themselves, being healthy, all the rest of it, then learning how to be uh, uh, be humble at a certain point, all that. What he's seen in his books is that Silicon Valley has fucked with women's brains so bad. This is his underlining point. And that the cultural empire has covered this up to the best that they can. There's somebody who's trying to find someone that's going to go through someone that is pretty much hooked on fentanyl or some or a woman that is like hooked on fentanyl or something close with it without using that type of fentanyl look or even using fentanyl etc so you see these mega tatted drowsy eye doe eye men or the lean drinker look in minority communities as alpha males quote unquote when they're nothing of the sort. That's why the cultural empire pushes these dudes so hard because that's the type of man women stuck on Instagram and Tinder since youth would aim for. Yes, these women are children of divorce and these are the only men in media that has been pushed as the male paragons in this country. They're not seen as stupid. They're not seen as dumb. They're not seen as, they're seen as strong. They're seen as unforgiving. They're seen as powerful. They're seen as can they have connections with other men. They have respect to other men. They can deal with some of the bigger guys in there. And it's also like a both of a generational war and a, and a, and a, and a, and a class war in certain ways. Somebody like Kanye that doesn't fit the narrative of what this society is has to be destroyed in every single aspect. And this is a way, whether you disagree with Kanye or you don't, this is a way to keep the main arguments of aspects of the black community that are not connected with this whole particular goddess worship game. Something like a Kevin Samuels or a future, for example. And they are not connected with the whole socialism thing. This is a way to keep their mouths closed. 
this also does something towards what did what is wealth in this country and how that wealth is used and if you're not seeing it through what is going on concerning with russia and the censorship that is going on they're using the same types of skills and techniques that was used against other people that are now being used against russian people with no connection to this war no money towards Putin and all the rest of it they're going after them because as long as the power structures in this society stay the way they are and they promote these types of men like the independent is doing in the uk and the, in the us and the rest of the west as the paragons of masculinity in this culture when none of it is the truth and all of it is because of the way our society deals with pain and death then ladies and gentlemen you understand why they must make kanye look like a fool because they're trying to show you this is what is going to happen to y'all there are ways around it and they're coming soon we'll be back with more beyond this earth right after this beyond this earth will continue right after these messages Beyond This Surface now available on Stitcher, one of the easier ways to get your radio shows on the Apple and Android devices. It is also on wherever you get your radio shows. Beyond This Surf is now on Stitcher. to be on this serve Nova holler back here here are the, some of the news items that you may have missed some of it still doing with russia and ukraine and other particular things as well especially with what's going on with and with the third semester especially with kanye and the rest of it but so here are the news items brent renault a war-winning filmmaker was killed in the city of ipern while reporting on ukrainian refugees he is believed to be the first foreign journalist killed in the conflict the Russian stock market closed since February 25th will be open this week. Saudi Arabia has executed 81 men in a single day on charges of terrorism and other crimes. It is the biggest mass execution in decades for the Saudi Arabia. U.S. Tennis, uh, tennis star Naomi Osaka was brought to tears by a heckler at the Indian Wells Masters Tennis Tournament. Saka says she got emotional because that's determined where Venus and Serena Williams were helkered in 2021. Nantica acquired Aethwall, which offers dev tools for web-based augmented reality apps. It is called to purchase its largest acquisition to date. The National Highway Tra Traffic and Safety Administration 
It's issued final rules and eliminating the need of automakers to build manual controls like steering wheels and brake pedals into autonomous vehicles. Ukraine's two top producers of neon, a key element in the chip making process, has halted operations. Together, the companies account for more than half of the world's neon supply. Curvu AI CEO claims that the Ukraine's defense ministry is using its controversial facial recognition tech. Meta had clarified its hate speech policy, saying that its users cannot make death threats against Russian Vladimir Putin, President Vladimir Putin, and others heads of state in Russia. So they just turned the thing around. They said they could, then they said they didn't, then they got banned, now they said they can't, can't. I don't know what the hell's going on over there at Meta. The COVID situation in Hong Kong is extremely dire. The territory has the highest daily death toll in the world over the past few days. In large part because two-thirds of its residents age of 80 are unvaccinated. Lyft is joining Uber and adding a temporary surcharge to rise to offset the rise in gas prices. Senator Joe Manchin said he will not support Sarah Bloom Raskin's nomination for top position at the Fed, which is not a bullish sign for confirmation. J.P. Morgan was dropped his mask mandate in his offices and began hiring unvaccinated individuals again beginning October uh, April 4th. Amazon won approval from UK EU regulators for its $8.5 billion acquisition of MGM. The FTC will weigh in next. Russia and sentenced Vladimir Putin. I mean, I mean, Russia and sanctioned Biden, Lincoln, Clinton. And Hunter Biden, Nickel, will start selling, will begin training again today on the London Metal Exchange. It was suspended for six training sessions due to a historic price hike. Allergy season could get longer and more intense as the client warms, according to a new study. Pollen levels could have potentially triple in certain areas. Arm will reportedly lay off about 15% of his staff, 1,000 people as he prepares his IPO in the wake of his failed NVIDIA deal. Foxconn is reportedly in talks to build a $9 billion chip plant in Neom, South Saudi Arabia, the fantastical $500 billion city planned by his crown prince and a bunch of consultants. Bentley will unveil one new EV mall every year for five years starting in 2025. Intel is planning to build a $19 billion semiconductor plant in Germany as part of a border 33 billion euro push into Europe. Konski insists a startup started by Ethereum co-founder and the owner of MetalMask, one of the most popular crypto wallets, has raised $450 million to notable participants in the round Microsoft and SoftBank. An earthquake of reaching 7.3, 7.4 on the Richter still hit Northeast Japan, temporarily shutting off power to more than 2 million customers. The earthquake struck in the same region that the one that caused the nuclear crisis in Fukushima in March of 2011. City group that it will cover travel costs for employees forced to seek abortions in other states due to new laws to restrict access. Chris Cuomo, the former CNN anchor, is seeking a $125 million arbitration award from the network. He's arguing that he was wrongly terminated in December. Amazon closed its $8.5 billion acquisition of the film studio MGM, so it's now officially, they've officially owned it. 
Russian court has extended the detention of WNBA star Brittany Griner until May 19th, according to a Russian state news agency. WHO has warned that rising global cases are just the tip of the iceberg. Kanye West was suspended from Instagram for 24 hours after lobbying racial slur at Trevor Noah. Based on the argument towards Pete Davidson. And that is the news that you have missed since this week. Happier news. James Webb's 18 mirrors are now aligned correctly. And they took a picture of the star that we're looking at. It is the most high resolution picture ever taken from a telescope. And you can see that it looks good. But right now they're still trying to make sure we can get the color systems ready and all the rest of it. And very soon, starting in May, June, August, September, and the official day will be September. We're gonna have so many images of so many galaxies. There will be too many galaxies for us to count. It is a beautiful thing. All the galaxies, all the star systems. We're gonna find the aliens. We're gonna find it. And then we're gonna find the origins of the universe. Oh boy, that's gonna be something nice. This September, bruh, let's get ready for it. Back, let's go. But in some sad news to report, first dealing with space, and then dealing with pro wrestling, Eugene Parker, the visionary for heliophysics and namesake of the Parker Solar Probe, that's the probe that touched the sun, has passed away. He's 84 years old, and 94 years old, excuse me. With his groundbreaking work over the years, Parker has left an indelible mark in the era of solar physics. He was the only living person after whom NASA never named the spacecraft the Parker Solar Probe. Moreover, Parker was a proud recipient of the Medal of Sexual Achievement in the research in the American Physical Society for his fundamental contributions to space physics, plasma physics, solar physics, and astrophysics for over 60 years. 1958, Parker came up with a revolutionary mathematical theory that predicted the existence of solar wind. In 1987, he proposed that the solar corona may be heated by tiny nanoflares, which the only solar flares, thereby providing a potential candidate for explaining the coronal heating problem. He also worked out the dynamics of cosmic rays in the galaxy and other phenomenal works catering to how the sun works. Dr. Eugene Parker, according to NASA Administrator Bill Nelson's contributions to science and understanding of our universe, touched so many of what we do here in NASA. Dr. Parker's legacy will live on through the many active and future NASA missions that are built upon his work. So we say great condolences to a long-lived life of Mr. Parker and his family and we send our condolences to his family at this time, but it's such a great work that he leaves behind and such great research about our son 
and the probe that is going through it. Hopefully, we'll learn more about how our sun works and other particular things of that nature. So, Godspeed. And he is in your arm. God has him in his arms now. Another person that is finally embraced by the Lord is Scott Hall. He passed away with from complications of a surgery for his hip. He was 63 years old. He was a legend in this business, in the industry of pro wrestling. So many people really was touched by him, especially in the Japanese side of the game. And it is a humongous loss for him and for everybody else. He had one of the greatest matches of all time in the history of the brand, which was once called the Worldwide the World Wrestling Federation. And WrestleMania 10, when him and Shawn Michaels tore down the house in the first great five-star match that changed the whole world of pro wrestling back in the new generation age. And some of his later works, especially the time he went to Japan when WCW died, is some of the most underrated works that we have seen in decades and years. Please take a look at them. There's some things there that tell the story about this man and what he has gone through. We wish his family nothing but condolences for what we lost, especially this time for this man, Scott Hall. We really, truly lost a legend in that pro wrestling world, really and truly. We send our condolences to him, to his family at this time, and his friends, and everyone that had supported and were with him at that time. We really do have to do better, especially with these particular entertainers as they get older. It's, it's, it's truly what an important thing, especially as the entertainment industry is especially in flux. And we need to protect these men from, uh, these men and women in particular, from these particular things and get them into a place where they can be respected. Next week, oh, oh, before we get go on, I want to send special birthday greetings to Tsunami and to Jason DeMarco and Sean Atkins for having the most successful, one of the most successful television entities in the world. Up to the likes of the NFL today. Up to the likes of, well, some similar might say it's an L. Up to the likes of, well, other particular things. But come on now. Toonami is the thing that will be seen as tele in television history as one of the great entities that has been created in television. One of the great monikers of what the industry could be when it is done right. And there was a time in nine, from 1999 to 2000, 1998, late 1998 to 2001, I think it was up until September of that year, 2021, 20, 2001, excuse me, 
that Toonami could not be beaten. It was the best show on television. It was 18 hours. It was the king of television. There was nothing else on that industry that could have been beaten. We only just wanted it to be better. And it could have been something even greater if they have done the things they did back in 2000 and uh, 2000 it would have been something even greater if they had just let's say this is our boy let's go let's do this you never know you should you never know but 25 years of this block it's really special and hopefully starting from the 26th of march We'll be able to do uh, the projects that we want to say our thank you to Toonami in our in the right way that it should be done in the way that it should be remembered always in this country and all over the world in in particular. Next week on Beyond This Earth, we will continue mostly with the issues concerning. The Russian-Ukrainian conflict. We will continue to talk about what is going on in China, especially with the lockdowns. Is is the world event crisis going through another stage, or is this more of they're now getting their own shot of the Omicron? Also, other particular issues of note concerning with the entertainment industry as a whole, as well as any more new information that comes out this week, especially with economics. Could it be that the Fed has run out of time? We'll discuss a little bit of that next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcasts Addict, Radio Republic, now on Stitcher soon on clubhouse spotify green room stereo with the interviews and wherever you get your radio shows this is nobody all about and we will see you guys next time on beyond this earth beyond this earth is a garo gothic production